The Power Your Advice podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc. For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit thompsonim.com. Thompson IM Funds, smart investing starts here. Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. We are live here at the GTE Wealth Forum in Las Vegas, as you can hear. The GTE Forum is an invitation-only event which brings together senior investment decision makers from premier RIAs with leading investment managers. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring you new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how they can be implemented. The Power Your Advice podcast is brought to you by iris.xyz, the most helpful place advisors can come to to grow their minds and their businesses. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. And our guest today is Stacy Morris, who's Director of Research at Illyrian. Hi, Stacy. Hey, Doug. How are you? So tell us about Illyrian. It's something that I, I, it's a company that I hadn't heard of until, you know, this event and we set up some time to talk with you. Yeah, so Illyrian was actually founded in 2004 as Illyrian Capital Management, and it was an asset manager focused on the master limited partnership space. And as you know, you can't really prove your worth as an asset manager unless you have a benchmark. So in 2006, Illyrian launched the first MLP index, and that was really more as a marketing exercise for the asset management arm, but went on to then launch the first MLP exchange traded note in 2009. And then we partnered with Alps to launch the first MLP ETF in 2010. Also in 2010, Alarian spun off its asset management arm to exclusively focus on being an index provider and information services provider in this energy infrastructure space. So today, Alarian is really focused on providing reliable, accurate, transparent benchmarks for the energy infrastructure and MLP space. And we partner with uh, parties that take our indices and create products like ETFs and ETNs. So let's back up and talk about MLPs to begin with because many people might know what they are. Some people may not. So let's just let's just do some MLP 101. Sure. So MLP stands for Master Limited Partnership. Uh, and it's a special tax structure where the entity does not pay tax at the corporate level. And to qualify for that, they have to generate 90% of their income from activities around minerals and natural resources. So in the case of midstream MLPs, which is where we focus, it's transporting crude and natural gas through pipelines. Uh, it's processing natural gas into usable form, storing hydrocarbons, really the shipping and handling portion of the energy value chain. And so that's the mid- where the midstream MLP space focuses, is really that shipping and handling aspect. And with that, because they aren't taxed at the corporate level, MLPs are able to pay very high yields. So the income has always been you know, pretty attractive about this space, and that's why advisors and investors have you know, historically looked at the MLP space as a as an income-generating asset. So what's going on in the energy sector right now that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, um, if you're familiar with energy, you know that things have been pretty rough over the last several years, um, particularly since oil prices started to fall off in 2014. So the energy sector has become pretty unloved, and sentiment has been pretty negative across the board. And I think there's two main components of that. First, on the commodity side, you've seen a lot of volatility in oil prices, and that makes people hesitant to invest in energy. But then on the other side, you've had a lot of company-level concerns. So investors have been frustrated with energy companies for living beyond their means, outspending their cash flows, not you know focusing on returns and not being as disciplined as they should be. So 
the energy space in general has been in sort of a transition phase of kind of taking medicine and focusing on capital discipline, focusing on returns, uh, and kind of riding the ship. And the energy space in general has been going through this process, but the midstream space has as well. And particularly with MLPs, we've seen a lot of positive changes over the last several years in response to kind of the difficult environment that we've been in. So for example, MLPs have done things to reduce leverage and improve their balance sheets. We've gone through some painful distribution cuts as companies right-size their distribution to their businesses and kind of get things better in line with their cash flows. So now MLPs are better able to afford their distributions than they could in the past. The MLP space used to be prolific issuers of equity and they would rely on equity to build projects. And now with equity markets largely closed on them for the last several years, MLPs have shifted to self-funding their equity, which is more total return focused and more older friendly anyways. So we've seen a lot of positive and changes in the space as a result of kind of the challenging commodity backdrop. Would honestly think that or argue that the space is more investable today than it has been in some time because of these improvements that we've seen. How many things fit in the energy bucket? I heard you say oil, natural gas. What other things are in that energy bucket? Yeah, we think about oil, we think about natural gas. There's also natural gas liquids, which also come out of oil and natural gas wells. And those are your three kind of main commodities. Natural gas liquids can then be fractionated into things like butane and propane uh, and products that we use every day that are used also in the petrochemical industry. But oil, natural gas, and natural gas liquids are kind of your primary components. And why should we care about the energy infrastructure. Sure. Well, for one, you know, it makes your everyday life viable in a lot of ways, right? (laughs) Maybe you use a natural gas stove. Maybe you're driving a car with gasoline in it. The midstream energy infrastructure space really facilitates, you know, our daily use of energy by connecting oil and natural gas wells with uh, processing centers or refineries in the case of oil, then you know, take those hydrocarbons, make them into usable products that we use in our everyday life. So you should care about it from that standpoint, but you should also care about it from an investing standpoint. The MLP space, as I mentioned, has been historically attractive because of the yield that it provides. So for investors, it's a nice way to get income, but beyond income, it provides real asset exposure. Uh, MLP cash flows are often inflation protected, so that's attractive. And then it also provides nice diversification. You're not going to find MLPs in your broader market indices, and they also have a low correlation with other income-oriented investments like utilities and bonds. So an attractive option for your portfolio as well, beyond just kind of impacting your everyday life. So I'm a bit confused that you said energy sectors have been looked down upon, but if it's something that we use in our everyday life, it doesn't make sense to me. How to, uh, can you explain that? Sure. I think just overall from an equity standpoint, energy equities have been you know, viewed negatively or sentiment in the space has been pretty negative because of the oil price volatility we've seen and then the company level concerns that I talked about where mm-hmm. energy companies have been kind of notorious for... Uh, living beyond their means and outspending their cash flows. And so it's more frustration with energy equities as opposed to maybe a negative user experience with energy. I think that's you know contributed to what we've seen in terms of performance for broader energy in the midstream space. But I think it's important to also point out that midstream has been more defensive in terms of its performance relative to the other sectors of energy. If you look at oil field service companies or exploration and production companies, midstream has generally held up better than those 
those companies and kind of the oil volatility that we've seen. And that goes back to the fact that you know, midstream cash flows are largely fee. Um, so you're generating, you know, a dollar per barrel for each you know, barrel of crude that you're moving through a pipeline or a dollar per MMCF of natural gas that you're moving or processing. And so those fee-based cash flows are really what helps support the steady distributions that these companies pay and the attractive yields they provide. So how can advisors implement this into their portfolios? Sure. So you can always directly invest in an MLP or an energy infrastructure C-Corp. One of the issues with direct MLP investment is that you get a K-1 come tax time, and some people don't want to deal with that. And that's really kind of where Alarian comes in and the products that are linked to our indices because they all provide 1099s. So whether it's an exchange-traded fund or an exchange-traded note, you'll get a 1099 come tax time instead of having to mess with the K-1. When you're looking at this space, there's two main types of funds. There's RIC compliant funds, which are up to 25% MLPs, and then there's C-Corp funds. So anytime that you have more than 25% MLPs in a fund, it gets taxed as a corporation. So those C-Corp funds that are predominantly MLPs are going to be the best in terms of providing yield, whereas the RIC compliant funds that are only 25% MLPs are more total return focused. So those are the two main types of funds in this space. And then if you're looking at exchange-traded funds versus exchange-traded notes, uh, ETNs are paying a coupon. That's going to be taxed at ordinary income. So an ETN tends to make more sense for a tax-advantaged account. ETF, on the other hand, makes more sense for a taxable account because the yield that MLPs provide is tax-advantaged. And I should have mentioned that earlier, but if you look at an MLP's distribution profile, typically 60 to 100% of the distribution is considered tax-deferred return of capital. So you're not paying taxes on those until you go to sell the asset. So in the case of MLP funds, like an ETF, it retains those tax advantages of the underlying MLPs, so a significant portion of your distribution is usually a return of capital. And that's a really attractive aspect of the space. So are you getting a lot of interest in there in the at the GTE conference from advisors who are really kind of, wow, this is an interesting thing? We are. I just finished a conversation with someone who wasn't familiar with the space at all, and we were kind of walking them through how advisors use this in portfolios, the income that it provides, the diversification, the low correlation with other asset classes, and the person came away very interested. On the other hand, you have people who have been in this space for a long time, and usually when you're talking to people who are... MLP investors, you know, they're usually shaking their heads in terms of why hasn't this done better or what's wrong with this space? What am I missing? Um, because the fundamental picture for this space is still very compelling and very promising. But as I mentioned earlier, sentiment in the space has just been so negative that equity performance hasn't really reflected kind of the solid fundamental environment that we've seen. If somebody wants to learn more about Alarian, where can they go? Yeah, so our website, alarian.com, is a tremendous resource. We have Energy Infrastructure University, MLP University. It walks through all those nuances of the MLP space, which you know, there is a bit of a learning curve. And so we try to be as helpful as possible. We also put out weekly research on the space. It's totally free. You can sign up to see receive email alerts if you're interested. But our website, alarian.com, is a great resource for anyone, whether you're a new investor or an experienced MLP investor and just wondering you know, what's going on in this space or looking for more information. Great. Stacy. thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. We'd also like to thank the folks at Discovery Data and GTE for being our gracious hosts. For everyone at Iris MediaWorks and the Power Your Advice production team, this is Doug Heikinen. Thank you very much. The Power Your Advice podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc., 
For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit ThompsonIM.com. Thompson IM Funds. Smart investing starts here.